This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Today's show is brought to you in part by Liquid Web. We sure know that there's a lot of choice when it comes to hosting your WordPress site. Liquid Web is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Whether you're a business owner, an agency, or a freelancer, Liquid Web has you covered when it comes to performance, uptime, and ease of site management. And one of the things we love most? When your content goes viral, Liquid Web doesn't charge you more for huge spikes in traffic. Transparent pricing, no surcharges. Liquid Web is offering Hallway Chats listeners 33% off for the first three months. Go to liquidweb.com and use the coupon code HALLWAYCHATS, all one word, to sign up. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 21. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today we're joined by Corey Brown. Corey is the chief instigator at Corey Web LLC, a full-service design, development, and more agency. He works exclusively with WordPress as a CMS. He's been doing web work since 1995, and he says he's loved every minute of it. Hi, Corey. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Hey, Corey. Good to see you. Welcome to Hallway Chats. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself after that great intro that uh, Liam shared? Sure. So um, I, I guess, you know, what's interesting is how I think, you know, from my professional career and over my life, how things kind of came together that um, I didn't quite expect. You know, I was a musician growing up. That was my big passion. Um, but I also had this passion for computers. And, and so when I was, um, I guess it was about 11, 12 years old, I, I mowed lawns and I did everything I could to make money. And I bought one of those Commodore Big 20s. Um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember those, but it was one of the first home computers on the market. And, you know, so I learned basic and you know, I took classes and I was writing programs and, and I, I kind of put that on the shelf. Um, you know, during my high school years, because I was all in on music, and I ended up majoring in music in college, and I took a lot of crazy turns from that, and ended up becoming a graphic designer, um, which uh, is kind of a the family business in my family. Um, I'm third generation. I was a third generation graphic designer in my family, and um, and so that's all started out you know, doing everything by hand, the old fashioned way, the way my grandfather did it, my father did it. <laughs> and then suddenly the Mac came on and, you know, so here I am again, you know, computers and, and yeah, you know, I've always loved technology. Um, and so the, the graphic design world and, and, you know, getting on the Mac and learning all that um, brought me to the web in 95. I was the art director of a catalog company. The CEO came down to my office and said, we need a website. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't know anything about it, you know, and, and I love telling the story that, you know, like the web was so tiny, nobody cared. There wasn't a book on HTML back then. There wasn't, you know, there was no market for any of that because it was so tiny. And so, you know, somebody said, oh yeah, there's this thing called view source. 
on it, you know, go to any website you want and be the source and you can see how they do things. And so that's, that's, I started deconstructing sites I liked and, and learning HTML. And, you know, at the, at the time I was really burned out on the whole kind of graphic design world. Um, I was pretty tired of it. Um, I didn't like how permanent everything was. I would never mm. sleep the night before we could send a catalog off to the <laughs> printer. Um, thinking, you know, having nightmares all night about the mistakes. And, you know, I love how on the web, you know, there are mistakes, but they're easy to fix. Yes, I love that too. Um, and so, so in 95, when I, when I started, I said, wow, this is it. This is the future. This is what I want to do. And it took me about two years to kind of shed my art director duties. And I was doing both. And, and um, but yeah, as soon as I got on the web, I loved it. And, and that's been it ever since. That's great. I can identify with that. Sorry, Liam. No, that's all right. <clears throat> I I also lost a lot of sleep over typos on the 5,000 brochures that were printed, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I love that about the web. Sorry, Liam, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I still freak out. I was doing a, a little business card for a little <clears throat> church project that was what well, with uh, with online printed like a $20 job. I still sent it around for like three reviews. Did I get everybody's details right? Right. There's no one do. Once it's gone, it's, it's gone. And I know it's, 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 it's uh, laser printing. It's all color. It's, it's, it's just RGB. It's can be repeated. It's not the same four color, six color jobs that it used to be. And you'd have to go to the print inspections, which are fantastically fun. It's not a little bit stressful, uh, but yeah, there's, there's no getting it back and uh, it's expensive. Right. You can't just log into the printing press and uh, change the 700 that have already come off the printer to, to redo it. So I, I get that. Right. Um, and, and like you, the flexibility of the web was really neat, but I, I, I wondered, did it also kind of, scare you and frustrated you a little bit and by that i mean you know when you were working in quark or PageMaker, when you put the logo there it stayed there and when you put the image over there it stayed there and when you did it on the web yeah. especially as the web began to evolve it moved and you you had to accept a certain well it's supposed to kind of do that uh yeah. it didn't have that permanency and that that caused me some stress it took a while to get used to that i wonder how you engaged with that phenomenon transitioning from print. Yeah, I'll add yeah. to that. I'm going to add to that too, also in terms of um, the, the lack of control that you have over your user experience, because when you're used to having a, a PMS color that you know is going to look the same on all of your materials, when you go on the web, you really have no control. That color is whatever the hex code is, but it looks completely different on somebody's HP laptop as it does on your 27-inch Mac, right? So that's another aspect of the difference you can talk about. Yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting in 95 because I think what we used Mosaic, which was the precursor to Netscape, and there was no IE, thank goodness, and uh, there wasn't... <laughs> um, I mean, I think there was the Lynx browser, which was text-based, and... Um, you know, I think what's really interesting about it was that was HTML one, maybe, <laughs> you know, maybe point something. Um, you know, we didn't have even like the, the big innovation was when table based layouts came out and you could actually arrange your pages into kind of a more magazine style, you know, what what you know we've come to expect now on the web. You know, that 
those first websites I built, you know, it was completely, they look like word documents, you know, they were yeah. times Roman and Arial and, you know, sparse graphics. And, you know, the, we don't think about it now, but, you know, graphics cards back then, you know, the, the Mac I had, you know, the first Mac I had came with 256 colors, <laughs> you know, and I bought the expensive graphics card update upgrade, you know, and installed it myself, you know, the board, you know, on the board and, you know, so we had, you know, that was when WebSafe colors was a big thing, you know, don't upload a, you know, make sure your, your gift files, are, you know, only have what they need, you know, 256 or less. And, you know, um, I mean, it's just, I think I was on a 14 inch CRT monitor, you know, at the time and, <laughs> you know, everything looked terrible, but, you know, and, and of course, download speeds were, were ridiculously slow. Um, you know, I remember when I got my first 14 four modem, you know, and I was like, wow, this is blazing fast compared to my 2880, you know, 2800 or whatever it was back then. And um, so, you know, it was, I, I think, you know, we tried to keep web pages under like 20K, uh, which is, you know, it's impossible now, you know, <laughs> JavaScript files 20, over 20K, you know. Um, <laughs> So, you know, it was, it was definitely, you know, very, very crude. Um, and then, like I said, when table-based layouts came out, that really fried my brain, you know, um, at the beginning. And, and when CSS came out and we stopped doing table-based layouts, that really fried my brain because, you know, you had to kind of say, okay, everything we did before, you know, we can't, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. And, you know, but it was a big shift in thinking, you know, um, and so, you know, each stage was kind of like, you know, that was, that was hard because we we're moving really rapid pace and there was, there's not a lot of time to learn, you know, to actually devote to just studying and learning. You, you know, you're really doing it on the fly and, you know, add to that, like now we have all these devices, you know, or all these browsers, you know, and everything looks like garbage on IE or whatever. Um, and then Netscape started to be the, the IE Netscape four was like, yeah. you know, everybody, every web developer hated it. Um, and that was the gold standard forever. <clears throat> and so, you know, I mean, you know, when we look at it now, I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous compared to what it used to be because we've got phones and tablets and Chromebooks and cinema displays. And, you know, we have to account for, you know, many, many more variables um, than we used to. Um, Don't forget now the notch. Now we have to also right. add the notch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just to the it's point more where, and more. you know, it's like, you know, it was, it was easier when it was mobile and computer, you know, desktop or whatever. Now it's, you know, a million different device, you know, devices in between. And so, so, you know, you think about it, it's like, oh, no big deal. But it was a big deal because this was all new and all new stepping stones. And so even responsive kind of fried my brain at the beginning. And, you know, you, you think back now, you're like, well, it's, it's, it's straightforward and we've learned it. But, you know, those shifts were, were pretty monumental for a lot of people. Um, certainly, yeah. I, I was with that. Yeah, it was like every two years or so, there would be a fundamental change. It was like, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for about a year and a half. I got this now. This is good. Wait, 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 what? Right. <laughs> There's right. another memo? We're changing what? Right. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, 
it keeps you mobile, keeps you agile, keeps you keeps you moving. Well, let me let me ask you about this. So we we've talked about the early days of transitioning out of print design and getting into web design and, and the challenges and, and fun around there. And in our introduction, we heard about how you now work exclusively with WordPress as a CMS. Tell us about that. Where did you first stumble upon or, or specifically look for WordPress and what draw you to it? And um, this is kind of an increasingly long question, but then maybe even touch on as, as you get through it a little bit, what are you doing with it now? Sure. So I, I downloaded WordPress pretty much at the beginning. I guess it was 2003, maybe somewhere in there. Um, yeah. Three, four, you know, and probably like a lot of people, you know, I mean, it was, it was for blogging and I thought, Hey, I'm going to dip my toe in this water. I'm a terrible blogger, but you know, I, I decided to start a blog. And so I, I downloaded it and, um, you know, I wasn't great at like PHP and, you know, but I've, I've always been fascinated with content management. Um, and even though that was, you know, it had that sole fo focus of being a blog, um, you know, I, I knew front end, so I, I could manipulate certain things about it, but I think, you know, it was one of those other, another, one of those overwhelming moments for me, like, oh, you know, my skill set isn't, <laughs> isn't comprehensive enough to do what I want to do. <clears throat> and so, you know, I always tinkered with WordPress, you know, back in those days, I've done a lot with content management. I've worked with a lot of content managers and, you know, people with actual library sciences degrees and backgrounds in that. And I started talking to the developers at the time about how content management was so, um, I guess, you know, the way I always kind of viewed it was content management systems made sense to programmers and they made no sense to content managers. And, and, you know, I, <laughs> I said to a lot of programmers, I think we should build a content management system that that is oriented towards content managers. And and thankfully, I didn't do that. And you know, as as WordPress matured, um, I think it was version two point nine that came out. You know, oh eight maybe something in in that range where custom post types was introduced. And as soon as that happened, I said, okay, there's no looking back now. This is to me that you know that's when wordpress became a full-fledged content management system and and so you know i started to seriously look at that um the reason that we're exclusively wordpress is a we love it and and you know we we've yet to find a problem we can't solve with wordpress in an elegant way in a way the content managers say to us wow that was really easy you know it's really easy to add content and and I'm not talking about posts and pages. I'm talking about you know the specialty stuff where custom post types come in and play, especially. And and so you know that's that's our primary goal. We want our clients to be very happy. We want the content managers who are not designers or not programmers to be able to say, oh, I'm I can add this. I know how to add this, and it's going to look beautiful and it's going to function correctly. But I'm just filling in the blanks and uploading media and, you know, choosing the settings that I want. You know, and I understand this from a content perspective. I don't have to understand you know, oh, what's yeah. going on with the design or the, or the function. Um, the other reason, yeah, you know, I, I'm, as far as my clients go and prospective clients, you know, I'm, I'm definitely a WordPress evangelist and, and can really talk to them about that. You know, the way I look at, the web is 
if there's a if there's a leading platform framework whatever you know i i do lean on my developers a lot to make decisions as to what we're going to use but when i see something you know wordpress has what 28 29% of the the market now um yeah. i think drupal has 1 1.5% and it's not a knock on drupal i i don't get into the you know it's like discussing politics or religion you know it's like i'm not going to sway anybody <laughs> if you love drupal you love drupal yeah. and if that works for you hey i support that i'm you know rock on you know if if that's what's working for you i'll never tell you oh that you know that's lousy and wordpress is so much better you know that's my view i mean i don't think we're drupal's lousy but i think i think yeah, wordpress I is so great you know um and so when i look at it you know like we use bootstrap for front end you know it's it it was the number one github project not just the number one framework it's the number one github project um we use wordpress we use sas we use you know a lot of things that the way i look at it is i could go find people who understand this and who work with this i don't have to train them on on the framework I just have to train them on like our workflow and our philosophy and, and you know that's that's much easier to train than say oh learn this proprietary front end framework we've built you know versus do you know bootstrap yeah okay yeah, have at it you know <laughs> so i've always been one you know drawn to you know what's the dominant stuff out there you know and so it's always worked out for me because like i said there's talent everywhere there's you know resources out there there's a lot of people looking at these problems you know wordpress is constantly improving you know bootstrap is is moving forward um you know there's foundation out there which you know i know a lot of people love but not as many use it as as bootstrap for example so that's that's my thinking um it's an easy argument to say to a client hey if we vanish it's not like you have some proprietary thing that you know nobody's going to be able to figure out yeah, you can go find a WordPress person that that can take this over, and you know we're not going anywhere. But you know but, that that gives people comfort. You know, I'm not on some crazy, weird, you know, proprietary thing that some developer is going to come and say, "And hey, this is this is garbage. I don't understand." <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it sounds like you have um, a team that works with you you have some developers can you talk a little bit about your business what type of clients you have and how you've gone from being the the art director at a catalog to having your own web agency all that you've learned but but how do you find clients and and to talk a little bit about your business development and your structure and your agency sure so yeah the the good thing about working in an industry for 22 years is you meet a lot of people. And so we don't have sales staff and, and I don't, I'm, I'm probably the worst sales person ever in terms of like cold calling and, and knocking on doors. So, um, you know, all of our work comes via word of mouth. Um, you know, we'll have clients, you know, we'll, we'll work with people and then they'll move on or they'll hear from, you know, somebody they know at a different company they're looking for this or that. And, and so we get, you know, a lot of recommendations that way. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, I mean, we, we just, I, I just want to do great, you know, WordPress development and, and design and discovery and, and those sorts of things for clients. Um, 
we've kind of fallen into this, you know, we're, we're getting into the association marketplace here in the DC metro area. Um, we're doing, you know, a fair amount in the fashion world now and, and, and we're doing some pretty cool stuff in, in the world of music. And so, you know, it's interesting how like we didn't have this um, identity of like, oh, we're going to go after this vertical or that vertical. Um, I mean, certainly we, we picked, we want to do WordPress development and, and that's what we want to you know, do for our clients. Um, it's not all we do, but as far as development and, and content management system, that's, that's all we do. Um, and so it's, it's really happened organically. You know, I was, I started a company with Seth Godin in 2005 and that became a really big website. It's called Squidoo. Uh, it was acquired in 2014. Um, you know, that, those nine years that I did that, it was seven days a week. I didn't have time for any consulting or anything else. And, and so when it was acquired in, in August, 2014, you know, I was like, you know, I was so burned out. I didn't know what to do. I, you know, I actually said to people, I don't know if they want to be in the web anymore. <laughs> you know, that's how burned out I was. And, and, and so, you know, just kind of sitting around, just kind of trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to do for a living? I mean, what am I going to do um, at all? And, um, you know, I, I was getting pinged by some companies that said, we need your help. And, and so uh, the reason my company is named what it is, is because it was me. I was a web consultant and I just kind of, you know, people call me and say, Hey, we have some web problems we need to solve. You know, can you help us? And I said, yeah. And then, you know, it just grew organically because they're saying, Oh, we need this. We need that. I'm like, Oh, I know a guy. I know a person. I know this. <laughs> yeah. And so I started to bring together this team. Um, that's, you know, basically it's just growing, growing, growing that way and, and keeping everybody busy. Um, so and I'd love to say like, Hey, and I set out to do this and, and it happened. You know, I, I didn't really do it. It's just you know, <laughs> very, very organic. That's really, that's really neat that, that the way that that's wound up for you. Let me, let me ask you one of our bigger questions. Then we we've talked about how you got started. We've talked about the success you had with Squidoo. You've talked about getting burned out and wondering if the internet was even right for you anymore. And then you're, you're into something new and you've got the passion for the web again. And you can tell from your voice and from the look on your face when you're talking about that, that you, you really are enjoying it. And wonder if you can share with us your definition of success, be it personal, professional mix of both. Uh, for me, it's, it's collaboration. You know, I, I love working with, with people. Um, and, you know, I, I think I was about 22 years old when I, I became an assistant art director, got a promotion. My dad was an art director for 30 years and I freaked out. I was 22. I was like, what do, what do I do? And I'm going to screw this up. And my dad said, and I took this through my entire career. My dad said, if you're in the position of hiring people, hire people better than you and let them do their thing. Like just, you know, surround yourself with the very best people you can. And, you know, I had bosses to that point that, that thought the opposite, thought that if their, if their direct reports knew more than them, that was going to harm them somehow. And, you know, we talked about it a lot. And so I started doing that and I started to see how, like, as, as a manager, as a leader, I was actually looking great because look at how great my team is. And, and I enjoyed it and I was never threatened by somebody else's knowledge. You know, I, 
I was a great front end developer for a long time. I am not now. You know, it's changed so much. And unless you're doing it every day, and you know, I work with the greatest front end developer I've ever met. I've been working with him for a decade. You know, he studies this stuff every day. He's solving problems every day. And you know, I'll go to him and I'll say, look, we need to do this, but it's a collaboration. It's not like me saying, do it my way or do it this way. You know, if he if he knows like there's there's a snafu in there or if there's a better way, you know, I want to hear it. And and I'll relay that back to the client and explain to them why we want to do it this way, give them the choice. But you know, I love that. I you know, I love working with WordPress developers who can do anything, you know, yeah. and, and certainly plenty of things that I can't do. Um <laughs> I know that you know, feeling. It well. just makes us it makes us stronger. And you know, I, I learn so much from these people, you know. Um and you know, when I'm in a client meeting or a potential client meeting having all these conversations, you know, I, even though I don't know necessarily how to solve their problem exactly, you know, I know kind of the area to either steer them toward or steer them away from because of, you know, these, these collaborations I've had for years and, and hearing a WordPress developer say, yeah, that's kind of like not the great path to be on, you know? So, um, <laughs> So like I said, it just it makes us so much stronger and so much better, you know, to have um, that. And so I, you know, for the, for everybody that works in whatever role they work in, they own that. They're they're in charge of that. I I try to pretend like they're my boss. You know, they're going to tell me the way it's going to be done. You know, I, that, I, I all I know is what the end goal is, and as long as we're adhering to that end goal, you know, it's up to them how to do it. How you get there. With that, with that definition and with that real commitment to collaboration and supportive team, what's the single most important thing you do to achieve that success every day? Um, I, I think we're probably my best role at the company is in you know, writing the specs. You know, I, I meet with the clients. You know, I guide them on strategy and, and they, you know, they, they know what their goals are. They know what their, you know, I, I extract things from them, like their audience segments, their goals. And, you know, most of the time they're not web people. So I'm solving their, you know, this is what you want to do. This is how you, you can do it on the web. And once we get consensus with the client, then, you know, I write a lot of, you know, specs for the team. Um, and, you know, it is an opportunity to collaborate. Um, but before the specs written, I really work with them um, to make sure that anything that I am specking is not one of those snafus. But yeah, I, I say that it's the specs. It's the, it's the blueprint. Um, yeah. Because all I want them to do is, is do their job and not have to ask me a million questions about what, what do they mean here? What did you mean there? You know, it's, it's, you know, starting off a project with real clarity, letting them break down the tasks and, and go from there. I, um, I want to go back to uh, something that you said about hiring people who are better than you and um, relating back to your challenge that you and laying out specs and, and how you organize your company. 
one of the questions that we ask you've actually already answered, and even though we haven't asked it, which is about the best piece of advice you've ever been given. And when your dad told you to, to hire people better than you, can you talk about how you do that? Because I find in the WordPress community, there are so many amazing people that I would love to collaborate with. We have so many great opportunities to connect on Slack or social media, at WordCamps, at meetups and things like that. What's your process in finding and hiring these great people? Can you share that with us? It sounds like you're good at it. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I can say I'm good at it. You know, again, like <laughs> 22 years experience in the web business, you know, like I know people who know people. And, and so it's, it's a lot of word of mouth, just like how we pick up business. There's a lot of word of mouth there. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with so many people over 22 years and, you know, I know like, oh, this person is doing a lot of really amazing WordPress work. And, you know, so typically I'll just reach out to them and say, hey, I have a project. Are you interested? Here's the spec, you know. And yeah, so they're working with you, collaborating with you on a project basis, not as not as employees necessarily. Yeah, I, I, I had a, a web company late nineties through the early two thousands uh, that I merged into another company, but you know, we had payroll 401k computers. Uh, you know, it's like, and I said, after that, I said, I'll never do it again. So we're a complete virtual agency. Okay. Know? So, um, you know, which, which is really cool. Um, I mean, some of the people I work with, you know, they're working full time for me basically, you know, um, but you know, they're free to do their own projects, you know, as well. And, you know, I tell all my clients, you're not paying for overhead, you're paying for actual work. Cause I don't have to pay, you know, right. the front end yeah. person if the front end is done. And, and, you know, I would have to, if he's on salary. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And then you can pay them more, which inspires them to want to work with you more. I get right. that. That's right. a smart strategy. Yeah. I, I, I know we're going to be coming up on the end here soon, but I would love to hear a little bit, um, or have you tell people a little bit about your music. You said you were a music major in college and actually a lot of WordPress, a lot of developers seem to have some kind of musical background or musical talent. I think there's some brain connection there, but can you tell us just a little bit about what you do with music um, and how that's a part of your life? Yeah. I, so I'm, I call myself a bass player. I, I played several instruments growing up and, and uh, I majored in composition in college. I never finished college. Um, but so the way I've kind of tied it all together is uh, the project I certainly learned the most about WordPress. I launched in 2008, I think, or started in 2008, maybe before that. Um, it's, a, it's, the, it's an online magazine for bass players called No Treble. And it's, it's pretty big now. Um, it's pretty awesome. 280,000 visits a, a month. Um, and you know, it's all about, it's all for bass players. That's it. You know? And, uh, so it was a way to kind of merge all my passions into, into one project, web, WordPress, bass, you know? And so, you know, we have this great and growing team of contributors. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an online magazine. We publish a lot every day and, uh, um, have a great Facebook presence and, and all that. So it's, it's, it's also a lab for me. I, I talk to my clients a lot about the things that we learn on, on no trouble that are applicable to them. And even though 
a lot of them don't understand music or bass. They they get the the tactics and the outcome, and and you know they, they think it's kind of cool anyway. So yeah. that is cool. That, yeah, that's yeah. great. Are you in a band? No, I don't have to. I, you know, I'm running two companies, and you know, um, so it's it's something I can't. Uh, you know, the bar band thing. I would love to do it, but you know. Thursday to Sunday night, you know, playing in bars and stuff like that. I'm an early to bed, early to rise guy. You know, I'm up at five in the morning. And so, yeah, I know it gets, it gets harder as we get older too, especially. But so. well, I'd be getting home at four in the morning if I was gigging. Yeah. So, <laughs> Did you used to do that? <laughs> yeah. I, I played a lot growing up and uh, I mean, I love it. I, you know, like I said, I would, if I could find a band that was like, full of people like me that you know, don't have this aspiration <laughs> to gig and drive everywhere. You know, the big joke is like, you know, the musician drives a, you know, a $500 car loaded with $20,000 worth of musical equipment, hundred miles to make 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that the money doesn't matter to me. It's, you know, I, I would do it because I love it. Um, but you know, it's a grind, you know, and it's, yeah, is too much of a grind for a guy that runs two businesses. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by the connection between uh, web development and, and music, because it just seems like there's an abundance of people who, who do both or who transition from music into development. There's actually a great story in the nineties when, when, you know, the dot-com craze was happening, they couldn't find developers. And so I remember reading this article where they found that, musicians were the best non-programmer candidates for becoming programmers. And it was because if I remember correctly, you know, reading music is uses the same part of the brain, the same, you know, whatever as, as writing code because it's translating something that isn't the written word. You know? Yeah. It makes sense. It totally makes sense. My son's but, studying music in school and, they're teaching him some computer stuff and I'm thrilled because I can see that he could possibly have that trajectory as well. Nice fallback. Can't make money yet. Right. <laughs> the intertwine of the kind of the, <clears throat> excuse me, the mechanics of writing code, the mechanics of putting your fingers on the instrument in the right place and lifting them off at the right structure. And that's a routine and that's a learnable thing. And it's a, it's a skill set. It's a knowledge base. It's a knowledge driven skill, but ultimately when done correctly, it's quite beautiful, right? And it creates art form. And I think the same can be said of code. And I'm, yeah. I'm no parts developer. I'm a designer. I do almost no code these days. But the idea of a series of symbols and commas and semicolons that ultimately deliver a beautiful web page or a web app or you know put uh, astronauts into space, that's absolutely yeah. art, right? So uh, yeah, I, think, absolutely. I think there's a lot yeah. to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we need you to wrap up. We could keep talking, but it's been great having you on, Corey. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, it was my pleasure. Thanks so much. Yeah, Corey, before we say goodbye to you, sorry to interrupt you again, Tara. Uh, okay. Can you share with us where people can find you online? Uh, CoreyWeb.com and CoreyBrown.me are two good places. And of course, NoTrouble.com. 
Excellent. And I can attest to the value of No Troubles content. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a regular, if not silent, visitor and uh, play a lot of YouTube videos from that website. Uh, <laughs> did I Megan Trainer ruin that for you with that song? Doesn't she have a song called No Trouble? Yeah. She did. And we were, we were five years old when that song came out. And I said, look, I just want a penny per track sold. You know, like. <laughs> Thankfully, people don't think of that song as near as much. And, but we were hearing about it every day. By well, see, now it's in my head, and it's probably going to be in everybody's head who's listening to this. So, <laughs> yeah. But don't, but don't. Just go to the site. I, play that's some great. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. And the range of it is awesome, too. I really like that uh, the content that you're putting out on this site isn't just the genre or the genre. It, it goes up and down. So thank you for all your work there. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.